Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. Tough Blog Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's your host, Anthony Pagnata, with you guys as always. And today, it is time to preview Carolina's game against NC State, the game that closes out the regular season. A second chance for Carolina to get to double-digit wins before the end of the regular season. They will be welcoming the Wolfpack on senior night to Chapel Hill, and all of it in an effort to avenge last year's loss on the road to the Wolfpack in heartbreaking fashion, a game that Mac Brown has said in, a, in the last few weeks is one that he still thinks about to this day. So Carolina... A lot of motivation in this game, and we're going to walk you through it here on this edition of the podcast. Well, you look at this rivalry matchup, and it's one of the one. It's it's a rivalry matchup that I think over the last handful of years, really since about the middle part of the Larry Fedora era on, has become one of the better rivalries I think in the sport of college football. It's kind of found its way to that. Black Friday spot, and I think that has worked out very well for this game. And I think this is this is going to be one of the bigger installments between these two teams. It's a Carolina team that you know so far has had a really good season for itself, but now has to bounce back from 
one of the worst losses that we've seen uh, under Mac Brown in some time, considering that Carolina was a 21.5-point favorite. Um, so you imagine Carolina is going to come in motivated. And an NC State team that had high expectations, very similar to the ones that Carolina had a year ago, and currently sits at 7-4 and four and could be staring down a very similar season to what Carolina had a year ago. So uh, it's two teams that really, really want to get a win in this game, and uh, it, it's going to be a fantastic matchup in Keenan Stadium on Saturday night. Orioles have won two of the last three against State, of course, losing last year, but won the first two under Mac Brown uh, since his return. And prior to last year's loss to the Wolfpack, Mac Brown had won seven straight against the rival from Raleigh. Uh, it had been a tremendous stretch for him, and he'll look to get things back on track uh, starting this weekend. Um, you know, you move over, take a look at what NC State brings to the table. It's a seven and four football team, three and four in conference play. A team that's really struggled here uh, as of late. Um, they did win a game against Virginia Tech a few weeks ago, but that was a game they had to come back in, and since then they have lost at home to Boston College, who was one of the worst teams in all of Power 5 football. They had a loss earlier in the season on the schedule to UConn, granted a team that's better than they've been in the past, but still a BC team that did not look anything like the BC team that we thought they were going to be heading into the season. And then they fell last week on the road to Louisville. So this is a team that's limping in. A lot of injuries, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Even before that, not an all that effective offense. 24.9 points per game. 344.7 yards of total offense. 218.1 yards uh, through the air. Just 126.6 yards on the ground. But similar to Georgia Tech, this is a team that's going to be coming in really banged up at the quarterback position and have a guy that will start this game that is a little bit of an unknown in Ben Finley, the four-stringer who did come into the game last week against Louisville through for 201 yards and is going to be a guy that Carolina is going to have to find a way to prepare for in this one. Last week, uh, it was very evident that Carolina did not prepare for four-stringer uh, Tyson Pumachon, and he was a guy that had a pretty good amount of success against Carolina in the game uh, for the Yellow Jackets. So Carolina will have to be more prepared for Finley, the brother of former NC State quarterback Ryan Finley. Uh, meanwhile, on the ground, Jordan Houston and Michael Allen, they've been the guys that have been carrying the load in the backfield here the last couple of weeks. Uh, they did have a guy earlier in the season in Deme Sumo Kornbay who uh, r- really did a great job out of the gate. So really, they've got three guys in that backfield that Carolina has to be aware of, but they're not exactly great. Meanwhile, at the receiver position, uh, you've got Thayer Thomas. That's the guy that I think Carolina fans are going to have to keep the strongest eye on at this time. Uh, He's a guy that has nearly 600 yards receiving in the slot. Carolina struggled against the slot receiver again the other night. DeAndre Boykins, he has been up and down throughout the season, and he has had his issues in coverage out of that nickelback spot. So Thayer Thomas is a guy that could uh, be a a you know a, a potential threat in this game for Carolina. They're going to have to figure out how to neutralize him. On the outside, not quite the threat that they had a year ago in Emeka Mezzi, but Devin Carter is certainly a guy that Carolina has to be aware of in this game. 
Offensive line, always been a strength of NC State's here in recent years under Dave Doran. But this year, not quite as strong as they've been in the past. Still a very solid unit, but it's one that kind of ranks in the middle of the country in terms of tackles for loss and sacks. It doesn't grade out as well as the ones have in the past. And they are going to be missing starting center Grant Gibson, which is a huge loss for them. You move over to the defensive side of the ball. This is a pretty elite unit. This is a t- probably the toughest group that Carolina will have to face the entire season. Uh, 18.7 points per game, 323.4 yards of total offense allowed. Stingy defense. Uh, passing game, they allow 222 yards passing uh, per game. That's you know, probably their one area where they're a little bit weak, um, but on the ground, they are tremendous. 101.4 rushing yards per game. They have really done a good job of stopping the run throughout this season. The linebacker trio of Drake Thomas, Isaiah Moore, and Peyton Wilson, probably the best in the ACC. I don't really think there's any questions about that, especially with how impactful they have been with stopping guys behind the line of scrimmage. Drake Thomas has been getting after the quarterback all season long. Meanwhile, in the secondary. It's a group that certainly let up some yards, as we told you, but they have done a great job so far this season of creating turnovers. 14 interceptions alone for defensive backs so far this season, led by Aiden White's four. So Carolina has to be very careful with the football in this game. Drake May hasn't had a lot of turnover problems this year, but he threw an important interception against Georgia Tech. This is a team that is more than capable of creating turnovers. And again, just like with the offensive line, the team not great up front on the defensive line this year. That has always been an area where they have been really strong under Dave Doran. That's probably been their best unit really year in and year out. But this year it's not quite as strong, although Davin Van is certainly a guy to keep an eye on. Carolina's offensive line, though, will be looking for a rebound. So uh, we welcome in uh, Josh Marlowe. I know I've been ranting here for a little bit, uh, rolling. Uh, I'm glad that I'm through the portion where I have to say good things about NC State, but uh, this is certainly going to be a challenge, as you can hear from that. Not a great offensive team, but certainly this will be one of the toughest challenges that Carolina has to face uh, offensively on their side going up against this state defense. Yeah, look, th- th- this is this is going to be a game I think for Carolina where I-, I I think I think the mentally tougher team wins. I mean, you can scheme up as much as you scheme up, and you can coach up as much as you coach up. But you know, Carolina's a team that they're they're going to come in with some sort of a hangover. Whether it's it's from a you know Drake May losing his his Heisman candidacy, whether it's him losing a home game to a bad football team. No matter what it is, there's going to be some sort of a hangover effect. And for NC State, I mean, the record isn't pretty, but if you would have told me that they were going to lose as much as they would have lost and they'd still be here at 7-4 and four, and they still lost some games that I mean, they could have very easily beaten Boston College, they were in the game against Louisville. Like Those were winnable games that they weren't able to make the extra play or two there. They're going to be motivated. And, and, and for them... Kind of like where we were last year, where had we won in their building, it salvaged a lost season. I don't think their season is as much as a loss as ours was a year ago because they lost their quarterback, and we didn't, and we couldn't overcome our shortcomings. 
the fact that Dave Doran has this team where they are with all the injuries and stuff is probably a pretty remarkable thing. And it goes to show the job he's done, the program he's built. But I mean, Mac Brown doesn't sugarcoat these games. He knows how important these games are. One of the biggest reasons why he got the job back four years ago was because it didn't seem that Larry Fedora understood the gravity of what it was like losing to your rivals. Mm-hmm. And when when Matt came back, that was the first thing he said was, "Look, we got to beat, we got to beat Duke and NC State and Wake Forest, App State. We got to beat those guys. It's important." And you know, for the most part, he's done a really good job beating those schools. But you know, last year this team, as it had done all of last season, it failed over and over again, and. On the road with two minutes to go, they failed to close out a game, and it really made a, a lost season feel just a, like a complete waste of time. So Carolina should be motivated to, to come back and bounce back from last year's shortcomings, last week's shortcomings, but make no mistake about it. This is not going to be an easy task for Drake May, Carolina, and then this Tar Heel team as a whole. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely not. Um, but I, I think... Look, I, I, you said there could be a hangover. I think there's a team that's going to come out and be extremely motivated. Um, I think this is more of just you're, you're going to see a clash of two sides of the ball. I mean, we've talked about Carolina's had some matchups this year against good defenses where it was a good def- strength versus strength. Um, and look, there are some people that probably do think that Carolina's offense now has lost its groove. Um, I know I've seen a lot of NC State fans that have already said that, that that, that this was ultimately what was going to happen and that Friday will be just a continuation of that and it will be pretty easy for this defense to stop Carolina. But I think this is going to be a team that's going to be extremely motivated in this game. At the same time, like you said, NC State will be extremely motivated as well. So, yeah, but both sides have to come in they, they, they have to be motivated. Carolina's got to be motivated on both sides of the football to avenge what they did last week, to avenge what happened last year. Most of the guys that are on this defensive th- th- this group defensively were playing in the game a year ago. This is a chance for them to make up for a loss that ranks up there with some of the most heartbreaking in program history, ones that have stuck with Mac Brown throughout his career. Um, this is one of three that Mac Brown listed off when somebody asked him about this before the Virginia game as ones that he still thinks about almost every day that got away from him and a team that he coached. It's Virginia 96, it's Texas Tech in 08, and it was last year's game against NC State. So you better you better imagine that this is going to be a team that is going to be extremely motivated. And you mentioned it. The success that this team has had against in-state opponents has been phenomenal. Uh, he is now 10-2 and against in-state ACC opponents since he returned in 2019. So, Carolina, I, I mean, look, that there is one thing that he has done a tremendous job of since he has been here, and last year's game alone, he is still 
found a way to win these rivalry games. These games matter to Mac Brown. Very similar to, you know, we, we heard Roy Williams for all those years, how much he, you know, his disdain for NC State. And he all, I mean, clearly, of course, extremely invested in the Duke rivalry. And you could see that in those games. It's very similar with Mac Brown. And I think that that is going to be extremely powerful and help carry this team in this game on Friday night. Uh, now, let's talk about some of the Tar Heel storylines in this game. And I think first, you know, it kind of goes back to kind of what we talked about a little bit there. Um, but how does this team bounce back from that performance against Georgia Tech? I think this is going to show a lot about just how mature this team is. Last week, they didn't look like a real mature football team. That was a trap game. Mature football teams handle trap games. They did not. And look, that's part of the building process. And after last year, when they you know disappointed the way that they did, it was going to take time to build back up. But... The, the, the good news is is that Carolina has suffered these types of setbacks before. They suffered a similar setback two times in the 2020 season under Mac Brown, and they responded. Now the question is, can they do the same thing in this game on Friday, albeit against a rivalry opponent? You know, I've, I've had now almost 72 hours to vent, Yep, yell, decompress from the loss this may have been the best thing for them because it 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 forces them to refocus mm-hmm. this team had become distracted and rightfully so because our quarterback nationally wasn't getting the recognition that he deserved and the program the players made it a point to make sure that Drake May's Heisman candidacy was heard. And it was heard. And I, I feel like if if Carolina would have won on Saturday night and he would have played well in the process, if he would have if, if Josh Downs would have made the catch, I still think we're talking about him as a legitimate Heisman contender. Mm-hmm. That's out the window right now. And what you're hoping for is that same team that looked hungry Early on in the year, when they, you know, at Miami, at Duke, in those instances, that team shows up on Friday. Because if he comes out and he plays really well on Friday night and he goes into the ACC title game and goes toe to toe with the Clemson team, that's probably going to be 11 and 1 and will still have playoff hopes probably on the line at that point. There's still a chance that Drake May ends up in, in in New York, and this team does kind of get some more national respect that we, you know, that they're still somewhat deserving of. There's, you know, the fact that they didn't drop outside the top twenty, I think, is a good is a good sign. Well, I was in the AP poll. That, that so, pe- yeah, we'll find out. That yeah, people yeah. think that this is still a really good football team. We'll find out what the Cultural Playoff Committee thinks. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, in 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 the long run, this could have been what happened if. If they respond, if they don't, and this thing spirals out of control, who knows? But I, but I, I do think now that we've had a lot of time to think this one through, 
and get past the whole cliche, this is what Carolina football is and what they do, which, and which is largely accurate. I do think this staff has done a pretty good job this year kind of rallying the troops off to that one final time on Friday. Well, and look, the staff, I think they should feed into that. They should feed into people saying that this is what Carolina is and does. And they should they, they should use that as motivation as well. Go out and prove people, prove to people that this is not what Carolina football is, that we can change the way that Carolina football responds to these types of moments. And yeah, I, I think you're right. You know, to a certain extent, it's very strange. It may have been the best thing that ended up happening to this team in terms of this game in specific. Um you know, overall for the season, probably not because look, that's one that I mean, if you win that game, to to have a chance to be eleven and one in the regular season, to then go in to the game against Clemson with all the confidence in the world against a Clemson team that you know has been better but hasn't been the Clemson that we saw, you know, under you know Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. I think that would have been huge for Carolina, too. But now, look, this is the situation that you're dealing with. The biggest thing that we have to see, and I think we'll we'll know pretty early, is can the guys that struggled the most the other night, mainly on the offensive side of the football, put that behind them and refocus? Because I don't – look, maybe I'm, I'm – there are some people that are – like I said earlier, wanting to cast this offense off and say, yeah, we saw what happened when they actually faced a good defense, which, I mean, is that even really true? Georgia Tech's defense wasn't really all that great coming in. But you have to go out there and prove that it was an off night. And I get it. This is going to be a big challenge against probably the best defense that you're going to face. But if you really are as good of an offensive team as the numbers have shown all season long, as Drake May has shown all season long, and as the rest of these guys have shown throughout the year, then you will find a way to bounce back. And to me, and maybe it's just, again, I've, I've, it's been said, I'm the homer on this podcast. I believe that these guys will bounce back because, I mean, look, Drake May has faced some adversity before. I mean, look, his game against Miami wasn't great. It's a very similar game as well. He was sacked five times in that game through two interceptions and bounced back and looked great after that game. He's got to do the same thing coming off a game where he was sacked six times he only threw one interception, but it was a big one, and it was as, uh, about as bad as we've seen him look so far in his career. Um, the other one, I, I think it, it comes down to this for Carolina in a lot of games, but especially in this matchup, and it's been the difference really in each of the first three matchups between these two teams since Mac Brown has come back, is can this team hold up in the trenches? I did not put down can this team win the trenches because I got to be honest with you, at this point, I don't know if that is possible for this group. The way that defensive line is playing, I just, it's hard to think that. But they have to at least show some resistance. Mainly, I think this offensive line has to be able to slow down a defensive line that so far for NC State this year 
has not been great. It has not been the defensive lines that we've seen in years past. And the offensive line, look, it's a unit that is better than the ones that Carolina has faced recently, but it's not a great unit. And it's one that, hey, Carolina is going to have to be able to find a way to come out motivated against. If this defensive line can just stand up and play even remotely the way that they did against Pittsburgh, it would be absolutely huge for Carolina in this game. Yeah, it's really hard to have any faith this defensive line is going to do anything on Saturday. I mean, they've... They've been pushed around now for the last two and a half, three games. And some of it's injury, and then some of it is just the fact that the guys on the roster just aren't very good. And and they don't have what it takes to, to, to be impactful players. So I think on that side of the ball, we don't, it, it's going to be Carolina's offensive line. If the right side of the offensive line looks like the way they did on Saturday, Carolina's going to get beat. And I and, and I'm not talking hyperbole. If, if because NC State's defensive line is better than Georgia Tech's, they got more talent, they got more depth, they got more dudes, and and we we saw what had happened, what they did to Drake May. He he looked like a redshirt freshman quarterback, and it was the first time all year he didn't trust his pass protection. Something that Sam Howell struggled for for three years. Drake May, for the most part of this year, trusted that offensive line. And then last Saturday, he didn't. So uh, I, I think, you know, defensively, Carolina's game plan is going to be what it's been the majority of the year. We're going to bend. We're going to give a bunch of yards, but we're not going to give a bunch of points. It's offensively where I worry about where they are from a mental standpoint after what happened last weekend, and can they bounce back? And if not, we know that state defensive line will be ready to tee off against our All-American uh, quarterback. Well, the the thing is, is I think there's got to be a short leash on, especially William Barnes, because you know you've got a guy that has played significant reps for you this year there in Jonathan Adorno. Um, yeah, that was that that was unacceptable. What we saw the other night from that side of the offensive line, and it's it's been wearing down as the season has gone along. This was not one off night. This is something that we have seen progressing throughout the season. You need. Elijah Green to step up. You need the running backs as a whole to step up and help in pass protection. And look, if you got to have an, a, a tight end in there to help you out as well, you have to find a way to protect your quarterback better than you did the other night. It doesn't have to be perfect because we've seen that throughout this year. They've had stretches in games where they have allowed sacks, but usually they adjust, and when they need to give Drake time, they have. They didn't the other night, but that has to be part of the recipe in this game. And on the defensive line, look, you've got to bring the effort. If you're still getting pushed around, but – it's a group that looks like they're fighting. They're still rotating a lot of guys in. We're just going to have to live with that. But you've got to bring that effort up front. This has to be some of the best games that we've seen from guys like Kamen Rucker, who I thought played well in the first half the other night, sort of disappeared a little bit down the stretch. And guys in the middle, Javari Ritzy, Miles Murphy, who's been extremely quiet all year long, and even some of the other younger guys, this has to be the game that they step up and use the rivalry as something to fuel you to have your best night of the season. Now, you know, the the thing as a whole, you look on the defensive side of the ball, 
I think one of the other things we're going to talk a lot, of course, you know, as we go as we head throughout the rest of this week, and it's a holiday week, so it's that that's why we are recording early, and we won't talk as much about this game probably as some of the other ones this year, you know, just to, uh, out and about, but. You know, all the talk is about Carolina's offense handling this state defense. I think another part of this is how does Carolina's defense handle this beat-up offense? They faced a beat-up offense a week ago in Georgia Tech, and they didn't play all that well. Mm -hmm. Can Carolina respond against this offense that is arguably even more beat-up but will have a quarterback in there that showed last week he's capable of moving the football, and he is going to be a little bit of an unknown for Carolina. Yeah, it's 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 really tough because like on on the surface, Carolina gave up you know twenty one points. That's well below what we give up on a season average. But I thought it was the way that they got beaten. It was the way that they just got demoralized over and over and over again. And the way they got worn down, you got to imagine. I mean, that's how state wants to play anyway. They just want to wear you down, kind of grind the game out. I, it, it's going to come down to Carolina's physicality. Are, are they going to be able to be physical enough for four quarters? If they are, I, I I like our chances. But I mean, I thought in the second half last week against Georgia Tech, our guys were just done. Like they like they had just reached their breaking point, which isn't surprising. Like, given how often that defense has been on the field because of how well the offense has been and our inability to get off the field on third down, at some point there was probably going to be a game where they they caved. What you hope for is that in this game your your guys are playing off adrenaline and emotion that a rivalry game creates. Mm-hmm. There's still going to be a very lively crowd in the building for this game because this game means a lot to a lot of people. So maybe maybe that 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 extra that, that extra edge will, will will be what it takes. But I don't really know, and I know that's not the answer that people want to hear. But it's really just hard to tell because you know I I thought Carolina's defense for a quarter and. You know, 12 minutes played really, really good last week. And then the last three minutes of the first half and then in that second half, they didn't have nothing to stop an offense that wasn't doing anything, you know, overly complicated. So I think it's really going to come down to these guys. They've got to check themselves in the mirror. They've got to check their manhood and say, look, this is what we got to do to get a win, and we're going to go out there and we're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah, I will not be checking my manhood in the mirror. Uh, that was that, that was an interesting way to phrase it right there. Um, but yeah, it's a team that has to be able to bring uh, that that motivation, that hunger for sixty minutes. And if they don't, then it, it's it, it could be a result similar to last year. But I I think you know defensively, it's what did you learn from last week. Um, and honestly, what have you learned throughout this entire season? Um, they have struggled at times to get off the field when they have had teams backed up against the wall, when they have had them in third and longs, when they've had them in fourth down situations. But when they've needed to get off the field, they have. Well, you didn't do that the other night, and it cost you. Can you find a way to sort of find that luck that you had, find the ability to get off the field uh, when you need to? Can can you become that clutch team again that you were for so much of the season and, and find ways to make stops 
for an offense that really should not be able to overpower you. If they can do that, then they're going to have a chance in this game. Look, I, I get what you're saying. It's hard to feel overly confident in this defense. And, I mean, we've we've been saying that all year, and, and it doesn't matter. Even if you are the most positive Tar Heel fan out there, you know that it is hard to feel confident in the defense every single week because of just how porous they have been at times. But you hope that a rivalry game is kind of what puts it over the top for this defense. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast, it's time to give you the keys to the game for the Tar Heels matchup with the Wolfpack, and we give our official predictions. Look, you know the rule around here. You know who we're picking, but what do we think the final score is? Find all of that out right here on this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast, back right after this. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. The reason why they have all these great ways that you can play with same-game parlays, easy and fast payouts, and player prop options. So if you want to bet on maybe even some of the former Tar Heels, how many rushing yards Michael Carter will have in a game for the Jets, you can do it all at DraftKingsSportsbook.com. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot, to win big. Guys, I've been using it to bet on my favorite team, even though they let me down this past week. The New York Giants, I've been betting on them all season long, and it has worked out well for me. I've been betting heavily on Saquon Barkley. Mike Kafka, can you please help me out and use him a little bit more this week? You can bet on your favorite team, even if it's the Carolina Panthers, at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. There are plenty of ways to find out everything that you need to know about Tar Heel football and basketball. Just go to Facebook, search at Heel Tough Blog, and find the Heel Tough Blog Facebook page and like it. When you do everything, the articles, the podcast, all in one central location on your timeline. Not a big Facebook user? Head over to Twitter. At Heel Tough Blog on Twitter, make sure you give it a follow, and you can follow the personal pages of our talents here at the Heel Tough Blog, at HTB Anthony for Anthony Pagnata, myself at HTB underscore Josh for Josh Marlowe, and at Hack Zubber two for our recruiting analyst Zach Hubbard. Hey guys, welcome back in Heel Tough Blog podcast. Anthony Pagnata, Josh Marlowe with you. Well, guys, now it's time to get into the keys to the game for this huge matchup with NC State. There are a lot of different things that I think will be factors in this game. We've sort of talked about it. You know, it starts with the momentum that, you know, Carolina is going to have to build up 
uh, with this being a rivalry game, uh, it, it's got to be a, a full effort for 60 minutes in this game. But I think that there are three really important things that Carolina has to do in this game if they want to come out with a victory. The first one is something they really didn't do a week ago, and a lot of people were very critical of Phil Longo. I thought that was easily the worst game plan that he had all season, which was pretty much backed up by the fact that he only a red zone offense that had just been sensational only converted two of the five chances that they had inside of the 20 yard line last week it's take what the defense gives you there were times last week where I think we all thought you need to run the football a little bit more here or hey let's let's try to roll Drake out here and get the ball out a little bit quicker the key in this game for Carolina's offense is whatever NC State is giving you, you have to be able to take advantage of it. I thought Carolina did such a great job of this, really through each of the first 10 games. I know not at all times did they do it against Notre Dame, but for the majority of that game, they had opportunities to make big plays that could have kept them in that game. It just didn't happen for them on that day. I thought the other night, there really weren't those opportunities there. And in this game, Carolina has to be able to take advantage. NC State is going to give you some opportunities. Georgia Tech gave you some late in the game that you couldn't convert on. In this game, Phil Longo has to adjust to what NC State is doing. And if he does, Carolina will have a great chance to win this one. Most definitely, because what's made this offense so potent most of the year was that they didn't force the issue. They literally just said, you're going to give us seven yards, okay, we're going to take seven yards. You're going to give us three yards, okay, we're going to take us three yards. And then it felt like the other night, while they were kind of just trying to showcase the quarterback that they had, they pressed the issue. And, you know, Phil Longo, I think this has been his best year as a play caller for Carolina. I thought his his scheme this year has been fantastic. His adjustments have been fantastic. That didn't happen last weekend. So him, he's got to respond just as much as these players got to respond. State's going to give up some stuff because Carolina's got too much to where they can they can't take away this offense. No defense in America can take away Carolina's offense, so they got to give a they got to give and, and, and take a little bit. Well, Carolina needs to take full advantage of whatever they give you, and just you know figure it and, and and then make up for it as you go. There's going to be some some plays where the best play is to gain two yards, but two yards is better than incompletion. It's better than a sack. It's better than an interception. You know, so on and so forth. So they're going to see Carolina get back to that, where they still want to move the ball up and down the field. They want to score a lot of points, gain a lot of yards. But this offense has done so in a very methodical way, and then they hit you with big plays down the field. Hopefully Antoine Green's back, and they can and then, and they can push the ball down the field in this one. But, yeah, if Carolina doesn't force the issue in this game, I like their chances to put up 24-31 points, and that should be enough to win the ball game. Yeah, I, I think they – Learn their lesson last week. Phil Longo, as you've said, deserves a lot of credit for what he has done this season. I, I feel like he will. He learned from what he saw on Saturday night, and you would imagine that he will make an adjustment. The second key, look, this defense, one of the big things, and it's really been an issue since the game against Virginia. Carolina has not been able to get off the field on third down. Before that, 
it wasn't great, but they did a solid job of finding ways to get off the field. Against Wake Forest, really wasn't even the issue that they couldn't get off the field on third down. Part of the issue was that they gave up a lot of yards on third down. It created fourth and short opportunities, and they allowed fourth down conversions. But Carolina has to be able to get off the field on third down. If you're in third and longs, you need to find a way to make it fourth and long and get off the field. Carolina had those chances late last week against Georgia Tech, and when it mattered the most, they could not do it. They have to find a way to be able to do it on Saturday night if they want to win this one. Biggest reason why they lost the game, they couldn't get off the field. Look at third and nine. You you with with the timeout, you get the ball back to Drake May with two minutes in a timeout. We're still thinking we're going to go win the ball game. You know they're going to run the ball. You couldn't get off the field. State's not going to do anything overly sexy in this game. They'll probably have a trick player or two up their sleeves. You typically see that in a rivalry game, let alone one where you've got so many guys just beat up like the Wolfpack do. But when it's when it's third and five, third and four and longer, no excuses. Get off the field. Like because because the more you do that, you have a better chance of wearing down their defense. And I think that's going to be the ultimate test of whatever defense makes the most plays is going to win the game. This game isn't going to be a shootout. I think this game is going to be played in the 20s. Maybe maybe the winner gets into the 30s. So if, if Carolina's defense is standing tall in the fourth quarter, I like our chances. If State's lining up on third and nine and converting, We'll be back on here on Friday night, Saturday morning, yelling. That's right. <laughs> you better believe it. And who would think that we would yell after a game like that? Well, we did last year. I mean, that's that's what we did. So, yeah, I, 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 I mean, look, I, I trust this defense to find a way in this game to get it done, especially just do it in the fourth quarter. That's the biggest thing. This game is going to be close. Carolina, every game that Carolina has played this year outside of Virginia Tech has been a close game in the fourth quarter. I mean, even FAMU, it wasn't in the fourth quarter, but even FAMU in the second half was close. Carolina has been in that situation before. Last week, it didn't go their way. This week, they have to be able to make it go their way. And defensively, you've got to be able to contribute. And the best way to do that is to get stops when you need to. The final one, look, they didn't do it for the first time this year. And it's one that has been a key for the entire, pretty much the entirety of the season. And look, it's still here. Because I believe in this game, the mindset still has to be the same. Carolina still has to score, score, and score some more. Mainly, this offense just has to be in a rhythm in this game. I want to see these guys come out and be confident. Look, last week was bad. Last week hurt a lot. There is no doubt about that. Your stars, they didn't make the plays that they had to. And those guys, you know, you could tell, especially with Josh Downs, it had an effect after the game. Well, they've got to put that behind them. Showcase your stars, but don't force the issue, as we were saying earlier. This team has to get back to playing the way that they did offensively. If they have another rough night offensively, it's not going to be the result that Carolina ultimately wants in the end. 
I get what you're saying. I just don't see this game being high scoring. I don't see it being a shootout. I think Carolina has to get to 30 points to win this game. I mean, if this defense has given up 28 or more to this to this offense, you you've you've got to take a look at having several changes done to your coaching staff and your and your personnel. But 17's not going to get it done either. So yes, they've. They they've got to hit at least in my opinion twenty eight. If 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 they get the twenty eight, that should be enough at home to to get the job done. I think the biggest thing is that I'm not gonna be surprised if they go out and score on the first drive. This offense can do that. It's not getting complacent. And it's staying hungry, staying in that attack mode. And look, as I mentioned earlier, or I thought maybe last week in the long run was the best thing for them, probably a wake-up call for these guys to understand we can't take plays off, we can't take series off. We're not good enough to overcome that. There are teams in the country that can play two and a half quarters and still beat and then still win. Carolina is not one of those teams, and they learn that the hard way. So, yes, I think it's just really more about you know score, scores. Be aggressive, be aggressive, be aggressive, be aggressive. Take what they give you, but be aggressive. And I think at the end of the day, this offense will put up the points and the numbers that, that we need them to to come out of here with a W. Yeah, I mean, look, I think in your mind, what you would probably have as that third key would be keep your foot on the gas. Because last week it yeah. looked like you were a team that coasted after you went up 17 nothing. I mean, I want you to break their will. Let's get to our predictions. What do you see happening in this game? Do you see Carolina? I mean, clearly, I think we can. We both see Carolina bouncing back. Look, this is kind of like when we pick the Duke game. We never pick NC State. We're never going to. But I, I at least from my perspective, I truly believe Carolina will win this game. Yeah, I mean, look, my trust factor isn't where it probably should be. Uh, coming off or coming into the game with a team that's nine and two. But I also thought all year long this was an inflated record because you have a hell of a quarterback. You come out here and you win Friday, it's going to kind of salt over the wound you had last Saturday. We'll, we'll, we'll still go to Charlotte and still be feeling confident we can beat with Clemson and stuff like that. You come out here and you get beat, and even though you're going to Charlotte, there's going to be less people in the stands, and there'll be less people thinking you have a chance to beat the the well the the kings of the ACC. I think you're going to see a, a Carolina team that's motivated, a Carolina team that's going to play ticked off. They're going to play with an emotion that is required to win these types of games. It's not going to be easy though, because I think State's going to come in highly motivated. They'll win in this in this game salvages what's been a lost season for them. I think Carolina blinks the one or two plays they didn't make on Saturday night, and they pull out, giving the heels 28-23 Friday evening in Keenan Stadium. Yeah, look, it, this is – I said it earlier, and I believe this. I think that the best thing for this specific game was what happened this past week because it refocused this group. They know now that, look, Everything's not guaranteed. This offense seemed like it was a guaranteed element every single week as long as they just showed up. Well, last week proved that wasn't the case. And I think, I mean, look, Drake May is as competitive of a guy as there has probably ever been at Carolina. Keep him, I mean, look, the guy before him was very 
competitive as well. But keep in mind that this was a guy, we heard that story early in the year, and we heard it over and over again, about a guy that came in as a recruit and would not leave the ping pong table because he had to beat every single person. This is a dude that does not like to lose. And he's a guy that clearly, being a Tar Heel uh Legacy? Legacy. There we go. Being a Tar Heel legacy, he has grown up with a disdain for NC State, like many of us have. He's going to channel that in this game. And for the rest of the guys on this roster, a majority of these guys were here last year. So you combine the fact that they are going to be motivated to show that last week was a fluke and that this team is still really good, that this team is is still a team that has made major strides from a year ago with the fact that they are going to be remembering what happened to them a year ago. I think that is all the motivation that Carolina needs in this game. I think the offense gets back in rhythm in this one. I think you see the defense make the plays that they need to. And yes, it's going to be a close game, guys. Prepare yourselves. I think Drake May makes the plays in this game. I thought the other night he made the play that he had to. I think if Josh Downs is on the other end of this one or Antoine Green who is, it looks like is going to be back in this game which will be, will be huge for Carolina. I think Carolina makes the plays when they need to. I like a little, little bit more high scoring but I'll take Carolina 34-24 to 24 over NC State on Friday night. And we're going to have you covered with everything that you need on the website, HeelToughBlog.com. Make sure you head over there and check out all of the coverage that we're going to have. I'll have the preview up for you guys. It'll be in-depth as it always is. And then after the game, we will have my recap, Ashton's analysis. We'll have the press conference takeaways from Monday, the, the trench report, and the stock report All of that will be up on the website after the game against NC State. And then, of course, it will be time to prepare you for the ACC championship game in Charlotte against Clemson. Two huge games back-to-back, and we've got you covered on that front over on HeelToughBlog.com. Also over there, all the recruiting news that you need to know. Carolina is going to host an official visitor During the month of December, December 9th, there will be a target in the 2023 class that will visit campus. There is an article up on the website right now for you guys to check out, so make sure you head over there and check out who is going to be taking a visit. And also, uh, we will have you covered on the signing day front. We'll have a preview of signing day. We will, of course, go in-depth on the class that Carolina does sign on uh, during that signing period. All of that will be coming your way in the month of December. And, of course, on the basketball side of things, we've got you covered as well as Carolina uh, gets ready to head into an important stretch of their non-conference season. Carolina is, of course, in Portland for the PK-85 tournament this weekend. Uh, It starts on Thursday. Josh will have you covered with the preview of that one. And then we are going to have you covered throughout the entire weekend, both on the blog side of things and the podcast side of things with everything that is going on as Carolina looks to take home the PK-85 title. And then after that, in the middle of next week, it is the ACC Big Ten Challenge in Bloomington against Indiana. So a big 
week, week and a half stretch here for Carolina coming up. And we will have you covered with all of that on HeelToughBlog.com. So that wraps it up for this edition of the podcast. Want to thank Josh for hosting with me. Want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels and go to Hell State. Hey guys, Anthony here. We want to thank you guys for listening to this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. If you could, make sure you head over to wherever you listen to your podcast, find out where you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, and go ahead and do that for us. The rating and reviewing, that helps us to move up some of those rankings, and the subscribing, that is for you, so you don't miss any editions of the podcast coming up. We look forward to you being a part of the Heel Tough Blog podcast family moving forward, and thank you once again for listening to this edition.